This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. WPHT HD. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia. A radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, <laughs> the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? Very excited, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very good. So we're here at our new home and Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Uh, we're here to keep you informed every week on what's happening with real estate. You can call us, ask us about commercial, residential, mortgages, however, whatever else you want to ask us. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. Mine's 267-266-5501. And we're here just to keep you informed every week, and you can listen to us every Sunday at 9 a.m. So, Deanne, what are we going to be talking about today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Very good. And he's here to explain the DISC and what the Abelson Group does. Very good. We also have Mark's funny story, which is always good for a laugh. (laughs) Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? What millennial homebuyers are looking for today. Mm, That's the biggest group there is. We also have our questions, Mark. Yes. If you make an offer on a house and the owner comes back with a counter offer and you agree to it, can the owner still change his mind and sell to someone else? All right. Can you, second question is, can you negotiate the price of a bank-owned property? Question number three, where can I find real estate agent code of ethics, and is there such a thing? It exists. All right. <laughs> and Mark, we're very honored today for our first guest to have Alan Stassen. He's the owner, broker of REMAX Affiliates. Right. And he's here to talk about his 2020 vision for the real estate market. Very good. We also have our topic of the day. Investors are not the enemy. But before we get started, Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, achievement is largely a product of steadily raising one's level of aspirations and expectations. And here we are at 1210. Very good. I'm so happy about it. (laughs) So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to the market report. And there's the bell. So there's no doubt about it. The 2019 housing market had seen its ups and downs, but it was still better than 18. The year started out with really high home prices, historically low mortgage rates, and we've been in this seller's market for so long now. In recent months, though, home prices have they faltered a little bit because you got near the holidays 
And one of the big reasons is the media doesn't talk about what's going on here. Absolutely uh, not. And the rates have dropped to the lowest point in nearly eight years. And you know what was great about the holiday market? There was actually a holiday market. We were busy. Yeah. I, I, we talked to myself and the appraisers, the title company. Everybody was busy up until the last day. Yeah, those days are over where it slows down. Thank God. Yeah. As, and these trends are going to continue. The housing experience is going to be a same wild ride probably in 2020. Mortgage rates probably will go up a little bit, I predict, somewhere in 20. Here you go again. Always wanting the rates to go up. I don't want them to go, but I mean, <laughs> they're going to go. We're, where are we at today? What's today? Today that- we're at 3.625 on a conventional. It's yeah, like unbelievable. <laughs> Despite the steady... <laughs> yeah, and then the steady climbing for the... You know, they, they've been staying very low for so long. So uh, the market is looking really good. This lack of inventory is the biggest issue, though. And this, we've been in this lack of inventory. We're at a 14-year low in inventory. We're at Right now in Philadelphia, we're at like 3.1 months supply of sales, which a normal market is six months. But you never hear this stuff on the news. They never talk about this uh, market because it's so good. It's all good news. Right. And that's where we're. Good news in real estate. So anyway, uh, we've been at this 14-year low. So if you're ever thinking about selling, it's like the best time ever. And now, when's the best time to buy? Now, probably <laughs> yesterday. The interest rates are so low; they don't the buyers don't care what they're paying because the monthly payments are low. Yeah, and the uh, 2020 market is going. You know, it's. I think it's going to uh, gradually get a little more inventory, and I think it's going to definitely uh, maybe in the 21 start to get become a normal market. All in all, though, the housing is in great shape. The biggest problem is this lack of knowledge that, of the public. Uh, they don't know what's going on. They don't know. You could buy a house right now with a 580 credit score, 620 conventionally. You don't need 20% down. Correct. You can get a great buy. And on the seller side, it's probably the best time of all time to sell. It is. In fact, in Philly right now, there's only 4,300 homes for sale out of 676,000. And the counties are basically the same thing. And they all have multiple offers. Yeah. And so it's going to be a really good year in 2020. And I predict a little more inventory later in the market with great rates. Speaking of the rates, what are the rates? Mark, today our 30-year fixed rate for conventional is 3.625. Your 30-year fixed on a VA is 3.5%. Your 30-year FHA is 3.625. And then you have your 15-year rate, which is at 3% for conventional. So So it's a great time to refinance. It's a great time to purchase. You can always reach out. We'll be happy to help you and answer any questions that you might have. No doubt about it. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaros and Mark Cumberland. After the break and a message from Debt-Free Living, learn more at wehatedebt.com. Deanne and Mark will return with more here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to your funny story. And the funny story is, I got one for you. So this neighbor, right, he's looking at his backyard and he sees his dog tossing something around. So he goes out to investigate and he finds his dog 
as this dead rabbit. Not just an ordinary rabbit, but his neighbor's award-winning rabbit that he was crazy about. Uh-oh. So anyway, he looks over and he sees the cage door open of the rabbit. So he panics. Luckily, his neighbor wasn't home. So he grabs the dead rabbit. He bathes it. He blow dries it. He fluffs it up, gets the fur real nice, puts it back in the cage. He's in his yard. His neighbor comes home and he, he walks over to the cage, the neighbor, and he's goes nuts he gets all frantic yelling screaming and he's like he's all upset because his rabbit's dead and uh, so he goes over and he says to the neighbor he goes what's wrong he goes he goes i came over i i the rabbit's dead he goes that's not it he goes this rabbit died two days ago i buried him in my garden oh my god (laughs) (laughs) if you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. So now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Ann Katsaris, the Mortgage Mom from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is what millennial home buyers are looking for. So what are you looking for, Dan? They're looking for a lot, Mark, but they're a great group of people to work with. And for years, real estate agents and builders have eagerly anticipated the entrance of these millennials into our housing market. And the generation is now larger than the boomy, the baby boomers. Yep. Millennials were battered by the financial crisis as they started their careers and delayed some of the milestones that accompanied home ownership, such as getting married, starting a family. But in 2018, they represented the largest cohort of home buyers at 37%, according to the National Association of Realtors. Yep. That's a big group. Now, the millennial home buyers are often looking for a lot at first, when, but now they're starting to scale back when starting to search for their home because of the high prices and the limited selection of the homes in most of the markets. And the lack of inventory, yeah. Despite the obstacle in the low inventory of the houses on the market, millennials are not likely to compromise on the condition of the home, which we found many times. They're very specific on what they want because of their lack of experience as homeowners. So. They're Googling, they're they're investigating, and they're getting a lot of their information online. So a client, they've looked at several um, family houses in the area and ultimately settled down on a townhouse about 200 feet from where they actually lived. So they stated that the neighborhood and the commute were much more important than the size of the place. And they also liked the fact that there was no work that needed to be done and that it was move-in ready. So... Millennials want almost instant HGTV approved homes. Um, the real estate agent that we've been, that we've interviewed said it's a trend, and they're happy to just bring their furniture and their toothbrush and just move right in. And they're also they're they're not they're not looking for the three thousand square foot house the, uh, across the country. Right. Uh, it's going down to like fourteen hundred or twelve hundred square foot. They're and they're. They're going to be the biggest group for the next five years. There's 91 million of them. And if there's two in the household, they both are working during the day. The last thing they want to do at home is come home at night and work on the house. So they they want that finished house, that product. Yes. So basically, the millennials are seeking a community. And that age range is between the mid-20s to the late 30s, which means that they're early in their careers where they have more buying power and need more space for a family. So as a whole, millennials are very interested in the community place. It's a priority on the neighborhood. And basically, they're also, pets are so important to them at this time. Um, Pets are more important to urban millennials than parking. 
So a lot of times they're Ubering, they're taking the train. So what what they're looking for in a condo is they have to ask whether the building is pet friendly and whether there's any weight or restrictions on the pets. And that group, too, is also finally starting to make more money. I mean, these people all grew up, these millennials, through very tough economies. They went through that old whole crash. Right. And they also watch their parents go through some of it too. So if they're looking at townhouses or single family house, they want a yard for their dog, even if it's small. Right. For the younger millennials who haven't started a family yet, or even those who do have kids, the family pets are still a priority. (laughs) My son's been saying that over and over again. You treat the dog better than you treat us. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just kidding. It's a big group and you know, they want what they want and they do the research and then they hire a realtor. Right. They narrow right. things down. That's so right. it's it's uh, they're going to they're a very interesting group. So outdoor living is also a big part for the social fabric for millennials. Um, a space for a fire pit or a covered patio where they can entertain several friends are ideal. And a lot of these new places that are going up have all of these yeah. amenities that are already there. So the units themselves are small, but they have community rooms where there's a pool table, a ping pong table a fire pit where they can go and socialize. But the other thing that's very important to them are the USB outlets. Tech savvy millennials like the convenience of technology that they can control remotely. So the ability to buzz someone in to deliver a package or someone who will walk their dog is huge. And millennials grew up in a digital age, which gave them a thirst for instant information at their fingertips and virtual communication. So appliances such as a smart thermostat, smart doorbells, and more that can be controlled from an app at any range. I mean, nowadays, there's an app on your phone. You're coming home. You could turn on the air conditioner. You could turn on the lights. You can pull up the I can start you know, my car blades. anywhere in the world. Right? <laughs> right? So That's connectivity so is king when putting a house on the market these days. A simple step that sellers can take is to swap out a standard outlet for the ones that include USBs for charging. And it costs 7 to $9. So that's also a good thing to keep in mind when you're looking to sell your house as well. So if you have any questions pertaining to that, feel free to give me a call. Again, Deanne Katsaris. You can reach me at 609-605-7153. That was a very good segment because that is a big group. It is a big group. And you know what, Mark? We we actually have a couple questions. um, Yeah, so what are the questions? That have come from the millennials. Question number one, if you make an offer on a house and the owner comes back with a counter offer and you agree to it, can the owner still change his mind and sell it to someone else? Well, once the offer is made, if everybody signs off and it's totally executed, it's done, then they would have to do an addendum. If if there was an opening that it, everybody didn't make final signature, then they can change their mind a little bit. That's why I always tell agents and buyers and sellers, you know, they, they wrote the deal up and then they, they have a thought and they want to change something. Every time you change something, you're starting over. And that means anybody can walk away. So if somebody gets cold feet, buyer's remorse, seller's remorse, you're right. given an opening. So, right. but, so the best way to do it is you get it executed. And then if you want to change, you're doing an addendum to the agreement of sale. And then everybody signs that. Right. And but, what and Alan Mark, and I were talking about was that in New Jersey, it's a little bit different. Because we have that three-day attorney review. Right, Mark. So what's happening is our, our, our listeners are going to be in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Yep. So in New Jersey, because there's a three-day review, 
you were absolutely correct. In order to, to get the house, you want everything signed, initialed, and delivered to all parties. And that works on both sides of the river. But then New Jersey has a th- the three-day review, which right. means both sides get attorneys to review it, and they can also cancel the deal or take another deal. Yeah, so I always, my, my theory was always tighten everything up, get everybody to sign, and then you can't go on. What's the next question? The next question is, can you negotiate the price of a bank-owned property? And Mark, you've had a lot of experience in this. Yeah, you can. I mean, foreclosures, you know, everybody's saying, I want to buy one of those foreclosures, which now there's not too many of them. But the, the bank has a price and you put an offer in. Right. Now, sometimes they start out low, but you give it a shot because if you don't ask the answers, no. no, exactly. But you negotiate with the bank and then some of the banks, you know, they might have some ridiculously low price, but then they're going to start looking at offers and everything's negotiable. Right. Everything's negotiable. Exactly. So you, so you can negotiate. So. All right. Question number three, where can I find a real estate agent code of ethics? And is there such a thing? Yes, there is such a thing. If you join... Uh, the National Association of Realtors, they live by a code of ethics. So if you Googled the code of ethics of the National Association of Realtors, there is a code of ethics. Now, 51% of the realtors in the country, realtors, belong to the National Association Association, of Realtors. Not every real estate agent is a realtor. To be a realtor, you have to belong to a board. That's the difference. But there is a code of ethics. But, you know, you either have ethics or you don't. <laughs> so <what's laughs> you don't the, need it in writing. All right. Can, the next question is, can a broker sign an exclusive buyer representation agreement with a buyer when the broker is representing the seller as a dual agent? Isn't this a conflict of interest? No, you can do it. And, and you can do it fairly, too. Uh, now, there are brokers that tell their agents in their office they don't want them doing dual agency. Jersey actually thought about uh, outlawing dual agency, but finally came to their senses. But I've done it a lot. I, like when I just was selling residential in the very beginning, I was 80-20 listings with buyers because I always like the listing side. And so buyers will come to there, There's a way to be fair. Like, you know, you, you can't make it about money. A lot of people think real estate industry is about money, but it's not. It's about getting people what they want. It's about relationships. So if I have a listing and a buyer comes to me and he wants to buy the house, just to pick round numbers, $100,000. It was a $100,000 house. And some buyer says to me, well, what do you think the seller will take? I said, well, he's got it listed for $100,000. Yeah, but you know what it'll take. Right. I said, no, I don't know what it'll take. You put your offer in. So you offer whatever you want to offer. Well, I want to offer 95. Fine. We write 95, I give it to the seller. Seller says, I'm not taking 95 in this market. It's the seller's market. I want full price. He counters back to 100. Right. There's a way that you can do it ethically. Now, Don't if you call that splitting the baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but like if, you know, there's some ethics involved. Now, if you're unethical and you just want to get a paycheck, yeah, and then you do something that you shouldn't do. But there, by I don't have a problem with dual agency because I think it can be done fairly. I've done it a lot, especially on the commercial side. Like uh, somebody comes to me, they're looking to buy a restaurant or a bar or whatever, and the thing's not even on the market, and I approach somebody and I'm in the middle. You, you know, so it's like uh, you can do it. What's the next one? 
Is it legal for an agent representing the buyers in a deal to lend money to their client for down payment on a home? (laughs) And the answer to that is no. Of course not. Now Now they can give some of their people. They can give some of their commission towards the seller concession, but that's really about it. Yeah, but they can't, they can't give money just so the buyer can buy the house so they can get paid. Right. They can't do that. Right. So they were great questions, Mark. All right. All right. So coming up next is our guest segment. And our guest today is Alan Stassen. He's the owner broker of Remax Affiliates. And he's here to discuss his 2020 vision of the real estate market. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll be right back. All positive, all the time. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. In a moment, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. I'm lucky. I'm digging the new digs here. <laughs> They're what, gorgeous around. I'm telling you. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are very fortunate to have Alan Stassen here. He's the owner-broker of REMAX Affiliates, and he's here to tell us a little bit about himself, as well as to discuss his 2020 vision for the real estate market. Welcome, Alan. Alan, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. I just want to thank you for inviting me here on your first show at this new fantastic station. It is gorgeous. It is wonderful. I'll tell you. Um so, and you know, I appreciate, uh, uh, all you had to do was ask once and I'd be here to help you out on this launch day. <laughs> um, so as you know, I mean, I, I know both of these people, um, you know, who, who bring you this show every week. And if you listen in every Sunday morning at nine o'clock, I know you'll enjoy it. Very good. Thank uh, you. Thanks, Alan. The, I just wanted to just a couple things about, um, a little bit about me and my company. Uh-huh. And primarily we've been in the Philadelphia area, um, for over 35 years. Uh, we have three offices: one in Northeast Philly, one in <laughs> to get ready to one in. Uh, thank you, Deanne. I appreciate that. And one in uh, Northwest, and one in Old City. So we have about sixty to sixty-five full-time real estate agents who, if from a c- company standpoint, has sold more property than any other Remax in the area in the area of the, yeah, of the city. You have a really good company. We do. And what a very good culture, I got to say. Thank you. And you're very much a part of that. Uh, Mark's also, uh, full disclosure, one of my partners at one of my offices. So we, we've got a lot of education going on um, in that cycle. But let me talk to some of the, some of the potential uh, sellers and buyers today. Okay. Yeah, this 2020 vision. Tell us. Let me tell you, most if you're doing what most people do, you're thinking about maybe selling. The house has gotten too big, um, or you need a bigger house, okay, and you have one. You're probably looking at apps, Zillow, Realtor.com, and looking for things for sale. Right. And you're getting disappointed because you're not seeing much, okay? And you're like, oh, my God. Um, what am I going to do? We like the move, but there's really not much out there. And then what happens if we put our property on the market and it sells and we have no place to go? Big, exactly. Ob- big objection with most people. And I think that thought pattern um, is holding the inventory off the market. I agree. Okay. So my suggestion is this, and I've told my agents are doing this now. Um, if you're thinking, if you're, if you're a potential seller and you're thinking about selling, Go to those apps 
But look for the sold properties, not the ones for sale. Okay, you can look at them, but there's not going to be that many. But look at the sold properties over the past year. And what? why would you do that? You can't buy them, but you can see what your money's buying you in a particular area. You can see what type of house you want to move into. I can guarantee you if there were 10 properties that sold in the three months last year in that area or 20, there'll be the same amount this coming spring. Yep. Okay. So what you do is you figure it out. You work with your realtor and you say, this is the areas I want to go to. Now, if the realtor's smart, he st- gets on the phone and starts calling all those places to find out who would like to sell in the next couple months because you have a buyer. Right. Okay. If your realtor can't figure that out, why don't you tell them to do it? Okay. That, that'll get things rolling. Now, the next objection most of the sellers have now that are keeping them off the market is when my realtor tells me that I can sell and get the highest price ever, but I have no idea where I'm going to go. And if I sell my property, do I, am I forced to go? Well, traditionally you used to be, but not today. You actually can have your realtor put a clause in the agreement or your attorney put a clause in your agreement that says if you can't find reasonable housing for yourself in, say, 60 days, you have the right to cancel the agreement of sale in your house. Right. This removes, and you can start looking. Most people don't know that, Alan. Well, you know why? They can if it's a negotiated. A contract requires two people negotiating it. They can negotiate the escape. The only reason why this comes up today is we're in a seller's market. Big time seller's market. And I'll tell you, I've been around for 32 years or so selling. And I, in the last 15 years, there has been some little seller's markets, but never like this. No, well, this is, we're in a 14 year low. Exactly. And that's, so nobody's afraid to take the first step. Well, you can, you can protect yourself and still get a great home. In fact, timing is everything. For the, for the senior citizen or the person who does not plan to buy another house, they're in for a cash flow big time right now. They'll get the best price ever for their house. And they yeah, they, to- most of them, they just don't know what's going on at all. Exactly. I mean, it, they, they don't know that, you know, if you put your house on the market this week and it's priced right and shows right, it'll sell probably this week. This week. That's I right. missed it one uh, month ago. And I put it up on a Wednesday around noon. I hit publish. It was sold by the next day at noon. Well, that goes back to the same thing I've been saying. that When, when we pre-approve people and they want to wait until the weekend to go see the house, yeah, the house is gone. It's gone already. It's yeah. gone. But the thing, the thing that what the inventory is, if the public only knew how good this market was, you know, right. And that's, they would be listing more. Well, that, and also answering that objection where if they can't find something they like, they can cancel the deal. Okay. So, so I usually tell our sellers and I'll say, well, but, but of course what's good for the goose is good for the gander. The buyer has the same right. He's not going to be tied up for 60 or 90 days waiting for you to find something. So he has the same right to move too, but you can do all this, get the best price ever for your house because for every house, there's probably eight to 10 buyers. No doubt about it. Okay. So you're in the driver's seat if you're a listing. How now, many buyers you got pre-approved right now, Deanne? At least 30. <laughs> at least 30. And, and it's been a while. They've been pre-approved for a while. They just haven't found things. And what's funny is last weekend, I was with a bunch of, um, a bunch of my friends at a house party. We're all the same age, all have the same, you know, the kids are graduating in May. 
we were all talking about downsizing and selling our house and we all have the, the same objection, you know, and you're not going to want to hear this answer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's emotional. I mean, yes, for is. me, it's yeah. emotional. I, you know, almost signed the paperwork to list my house. And yeah, the only people that and- sold Deanne's house was the mailman and the UPS guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, if I pay for another um, party that you have with all those people, could I attend? I'd love to talk to them about selling their house. Well, let me ask you a question, Adam. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in 2020 towards the end? I think what's going to happen is more and more people, especially now that they listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock, uh, they're going to hear all this stuff all the time. They're going to hear positive stuff, um, and they're going to start putting their property on the market. Okay, they're going to start figuring out a way um, to do that. But then as soon as everyone figures it out, it'll go back to a regular market. Yeah, eventually, (laughs) I think it's going to take a little while. I think it's going to be before we get to a normal market with a six month supply. I think we're going to be in 21. I I, I think very possible. I think this first quarter, maybe first two quarters, you might at the end of the second quarter, you might start seeing, seeing a little more inventory. Right. But we're going to be in the seller's market for a while. But but, but see, there's but, so many people out there that we're thinking of. They talk about selling, but, here, you've got but to, they don't do it. I know, but you have to act now or in the next six months, and I'll tell you why. If the interest rates started to go up, okay, that reduces eventual pricing on the, on the seller side. Right. Like right now, it's a perfect time for both buyers and sellers. We didn't talk about buyers, but they get some great interest rates. That's why they're paying grant programs. There's all kinds of stuff right now. Exactly. So Alan, if anybody has any more questions and they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Best way to do that is smoke signals. Yes, but no, (laughs) Uh, call, call my office at two, one, five, three, three, five, six, nine hundred and ask for the broker, Alan Stassen. And I'll answer any question you have or want. And if you need to get a realtor somewhere, even if you're not in Philadelphia, I'll find you one. That sounds great, Alan. Again, we really appreciate you being on our show. And coming up next is going to be our business segment with Dr. Abelson. He's going to tell you what the Abelson Group does and what the DISC personality test is. All right. Thanks, Alan, for being our first guest here at the new station. My pleasure. Great launch. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. This week's edition of Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaros and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Deanne and Mark will return in just a moment. But first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do I qualify for? Check it out at GreenTreeMortgage.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our business segment with Dr. Abelson, and he's here to talk about the DISC, the personality test, and also what the Abelson Group does. Dr. A, are you there? I most certainly am. How are you guys? We are very good. We are in gorgeous, brand new WPHT 1210 Studios. It's like beautiful place. Unbelievable. Awesome. Next Maybe time you're have a chance to visit sometime. Yeah, when you're up in Philly from Texas, uh, you'll have to come visit us. So anyway, not a, do that. to eat up too much time here. So first we want you our new tell our new audience, what does the Abelson Group do? What does Dr. A do? We're a human resource company that helps people maximize their people. 
And we do that through the use of excellent psychological assessments, uh, through training and through consulting, which is the bottom line of, of what we do. We've got clients all over the U.S. and Canada, and uh, we've been doing this for over 20 years. And Dr. A's been on our show for 10 years. Yep. This is our 11th year. And uh, I met him originally in Texas at a seminar. And uh, and I use all of his tools. And, and what Dr. A does for businesses is keep them from making mistakes. Mistakes are costly. That's a great way of saying it. Because a lot of people, when they think of us, they think of, well, you take an assessment. And that's all we do. That's. That's a piece of it. That's only a tool, one of the tools. Right. It's what, we have many tools, and, and what the end in the introduction talked about was the disc, but we look at behaviors, we look at motives, we look at leadership characteristics, we look at emotional intelligence, we look at stressors. We have reports and consulting and training on how to use these things for individuals, but also with, with teams. So what we do is with, the, with our clients, we go in and help them more effectively have a leadership team where they work and better understand each other. They see where their weaknesses are, where their strengths are, and we help them maximize their, their strengths and we help them build upon uh, and correct the weaknesses. So it's, it's really a consulting company and that we, that we use excellent and EEOC compliant tools. So, so if you're going to use us for hiring, the tools are guaranteed not to uh, discriminate with hiring, which is a big issue. Most psychological assessments can't say that, but we can with ours. And the big thing that I can say about Dr. Abelson and his group is I use it all the time, and my partner Alan uses it and works very well. It, it just making mistakes in hiring is one of business most businesses' problems. They think they know how to hire. They read a resume. They bring somebody in. They like them. They bring them back in. They hire them. What did that have to do with the job? Because uh, I always tell people, you know, a bad hire is probably going to cost you three times the salary because you're wasting time and everything else. So by using the tools that the Abelson Group has, you try to avoid mistakes. Uh, a mistake at a CEO level could cost you 10 times the salary. So and We have processes and systems uh, that, that we show our clients how to use to effectively identify what are the right characteristics, do something called the benchmark where identify the characteristics that they really need to have with the job. Job description talks about the job. We have a process that talks about what type of person you need to have in order to succeed uh, at that job, as well as tools to to, to measure those types of things and consulting on how to effectively maximize it to maximize your staff, whether they're new staff or whether they're current staff. And for our audience, Every week here, Dr. A is going to come on and do a business segment and, and on different topics. And, and you'll be surprised, all small business owners and even and large companies, you'll learn a lot. I've learned a lot from Dr. Ebelson in the last 10 years, and I never do any hiring or any moves without using his tools. We also spend a lot of time on effective leadership. Uh, so we and, and on our website, you can actually see all kinds of videos and how to be more effective. And some of them are actually free. So uh, so it, it's awesome uh, as far as as far as what we're doing. And uh, Mark, and Dan, we're excited to continue our relationship with you guys because it's been successful for for your clients and our clients and our personal relationship, which has just been awesome. All right, doctor. So wrap it up. Tell them tell everybody how to get a hold of you. And doctor, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And, it's, and you've been very loyal to us. So tell everybody how to reach your company. 
It's very easy. It's www.abelson.net. Okay, and or you can just email me directly at abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at abelson.net. And so we hope to hear from you. Very good, doctor. All right, thank you. All right, that was a great segment, as usual, by Dr. A. And now we were up to our topic of the day, Mark, which investors are not the enemy. Yeah, you know, there's this thing out there. It's like used car salesmen, and you hear all the you see hear these stories in the news about gentrification and oh, it's just a bunch of negative stuff. And and they and they're painting these investors. Like, uh, like, you know, they surpass lawyers and repo men as the most vile of professionals out there. But, like, a lot of times, if it wasn't for these investors, some of these neighborhoods that used to be, like, pretty rough are now, like, You're where the millennials right. are all living at. You're so, absolutely right. You know, Those thanks, empty houses are going yeah, away. Thanks to the unprecedented real estate market, these investors are now, you know, somehow, they're the bad guys. Like, and you hear these politicians talking about them, like, especially in Philly, like this council and all. Not even they're, they keep, they want to tax them and penalize them. They got this another one right now. Uh, they want to force them to do donate money to community organizations like get out of the way exactly i mean if it wasn't for these guys some of these neighborhoods would have never changed and they're actually loosening i'm sorry on the reason why the government's getting away with that quite frankly is the investments the houses these investors want are gold mines for them so when when the productivity goes away when the profit slows up then you'll hear a big backlash yeah well the one of these days, the, the you know these people during the housing boom, they canoodled with lenders, they levered themselves to the hilt, right. constantly they fueled home prices to levels unsustainable, and then it came crashing down. And we went through, oh wait, get over it. That's all. You know, plenty. There's plenty of qualified real estate investors out there, and and these are not the enemy. These are good guys. They're the, if the city was going to try to rehab a house, they'll end up spending triple the money. It'll take them forever. Government is bad at housing. And, and somehow they, you know, you talk to some of these community groups and, and these investors are the bad guys back in 2009. uh, If you want to stabilize the housing market, you had to encourage investors to get involved. And then now like what's happening is you see, look what happened in, uh, if you've just followed the trend in history, uh, Queen Village was a slum. Uh, then they took that they they went in there, straightened that out. Then they moved to Bella Vista. Then they went to Northern Liberties. Then they went to Fishtown. Right. And now they're in Kensington. And all those areas are getting better and better and better. And and the way it's going, you know, to, at the height of the housing boom, home ownership was. Uh, at 69%. Now it's down to like 62, 64%. Now, the one thing that the city complains about, and you hear groups complain about what this gentrification is, the price, oh, everything's $400,000. Yeah, because they're over-regulating them. They're taxing them to death. They can't build the $150,000 house because there's no margins. The cost of the permits. Yeah. So by the time you get everything done, plus in Philadelphia, you bought a lot and want to buy a house, you stick a shovel in the ground, it's going to take a year before you start construction. Right. So, you know, we had the gun-shy banks for a while. You couldn't get loans. And then we went through that whole mess from 09. I thought 10 was actually the worst year. And, it was pretty bad. But now, you know, we got development, but 
we're still way behind. And the lenders are protecting themselves, too, because now the investors, the more houses you have, the more reserves you have to have, which means you have to have money in the bank to be able to make the mortgage payment while you're rehabbing it for those that are taking loans out. Yeah, I know. And they're, and they're killing some of these guys. I mean, right now, if you, you know, you, you want to buy an investment piece, you want to fix it up, you want to flip it, and they're being demonized about it. Philly is not, they should, right now, they should be doing right now in this economy, which is probably the best economy in our lifetime, you know, we should be cutting regulations, cutting taxes. We've done 80,000 units since 2012. Other cities have done 200,000, 300,000, 400,000. They keep taxing and adding things. People are going to, all of a sudden, Camden's going to look start looking really good. I can't and wait. And there's going to be all kinds of booming. <laughs> so with all, anyway, that's why everything's 400,000. They can't build the $150,000 house in Philly and make a profit. Right. You have to make a profit. And Mark, if you go through all that, so all these investors are waiting in the wings. I think if government would encourage investors, they would swoop in and take care of a lot of problems in a lot of these markets. All right. So once we get Mark on a rant, it's really hard yeah, to I stop know. him. That's for sure. Because he's very passionate about that. And, and that's why we've been so successful. But if you have a question, you can email it to Mark at 8029 at net or give him a call at 267-266. 5501. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners, especially our new listeners at the new our new station here, our sponsors for helping us. Uh, I want to thank Joe Krause personally uh, for getting us on the air too. And Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are so happy to be here. And we're going to be faithful to our listeners, and I hope they're faithful to us. You can listen to this show every Sunday, 9 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.